Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. On today's podcast, my guest is Hollywood director Nick Stoller talking about his new film, Bros. My name is Justin Hamilton and I wish my ass looked good in jeans on Big Squid. And thank you for joining me today. My guest is director Nick Stoller, who talks to me about his new movie, Bros, the first openly gay rom-com produced by a major production company. I thought the movie was hilarious. It was very funny all the way through, especially the first half hour. My God, it is rapid fire jokes. And I'll give you a little review before we get into the interview. Uh, A quick reminder, if you're in Sydney, my solo show Little Victories is on tomorrow night, the 28th of October at the Sydney Comedy Store at 7pm. My listeners can use the promo code PODCAST to save some money off your ticket price. Head to comedy.com.au, click on my show and you can find tickets there. I'll be in Melbourne later in November, but I'll tell you more about that at the end of this podcast. And a quick reminder, if you're a Patreon supporter, remember to use your discount. You get to save even more money off the ticket price by being a subscriber. Uh, To see what else we have on offer over at Patreon, head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid to find a tier that suits you. Okay. Let's get into the new romantic comedy, Bros. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ Plus Museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. You're in a thruple? 
Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a throuple. I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Billy Eichner plays Bobby Lieber, a successful host of a popular podcast that is lauded in the gay community and beyond. Unfortunately, his successful career doesn't factor into his love life, which consists of joining men through Grindr and having inconsequential sexual experiences. Maybe inconsequential, but also very funny. Very funny for us. Part of the problem is that Bobby is all about work and he is also very comfortable in being single. Well, at least that is the story that he tells himself. And also his hilarious yet snarky attitude doesn't necessarily draw people in romantically. Then Bobby meets Aaron, an estate law attorney who is handsome, muscular and a big hit in the gay community. Everyone wants a piece of Aaron. Everyone falls apart around him as well. But, you know, according to some of Bobby's friends, he's a little bit boring. So when the two men meet, they are quite clearly opposites. While Bobby is tightly wound and all about gay history, Aaron is relaxed and approaches life one day at a time. Bobby is opening up a museum that is going to tell the history of the LGBTQT plus community and also wants to put it out there that possibly an ex-president might be gay and not one of the recent ones, Abraham Lincoln. This is how Bobby approaches the world. This is how he takes everything on. But Aaron is relaxed. He approaches life one day at a time. And the two soon embark on a push and pull relationship with both men having to come to terms with aspects of themselves in the hope of making their relationship work. What appeals to each of the men also repels. And it doesn't repel them because they don't like that aspect about their partner, but it's because it represents something that they feel like they can't live up to. And this is something that they have to work out as individuals and as a couple. This is a clever film that embraces and dismantles the rules of traditional romantic comedies. At times, it has no patience to lean into what you expect, and then suddenly it will dive right into exactly what you want from this genre. At times, you'll be recalling traditional movies like When Harry Met Sally, and then you'll be hit with a male foursome, and you'll remember this isn't a heterosexual story. This is a gay story. The movie is very good at taking a scenario we recognise and then turning it on its head with some boundary-pushing gags. This is an incredibly funny film. The first half hour had some of the funniest jokes I've experienced in a long time while also painting a detailed picture of contemporary gay life in New York City. All the supporting cast are great and there are some top appearances from certain actors that I think are more fun to experience in the moment than know about heading into the film. Like, it's nice to get a surprise. There's heaps of surprises. Enjoy the surprise. In the end, this is a film about learning from those you love and allowing yourself to be honest with not just another person, but more importantly, yourself. It's actually probably more important to be honest with yourself, so then you can be honest with other people. My only mild criticism is that the film feels slightly too long, and that's just a comedy thing. I just kind of prefer a comedy to come in at around the 90, 100 minute mark. I love Judd Apatow. I had the pleasure of interviewing once. He was a very nice man. And 
all his movies I find to be really funny, but this is a consistent issue for me. They're just just a little bit too long. I would take maybe 10 to 15 minutes out of this film and not even a big chunk, just a little bit here, a little bit there, just to kind of bring it down. But at the same time, I really enjoyed being in Bobby and Aaron's company. So if that is the biggest criticism, it is not a criticism at all. It's not a loss. You get to spend more time with them and that's a good thing. I was lucky enough to talk to the director, Nick Stoller, and just so you know, I spoke obliquely about his movie. I didn't want to give away any plot lines or gags. Uh, Well, I tried at least. You know, it's hard to do these things without giving away little parts of it. But then again, it's a rom-com and even one that is a gay story that bus conventions will still find places to lean into the structures of the genre and give us our moments. And... Before we bring in Nick, just enjoy how nice he is when I get one of the characters' names wrong early in our interview. The reason this happened is I have been stressed with work and uh, been flat out. And when I was talking about the film, I kept uh, talking to my friend calling Billy's character Billy. And the character's name is Bobby. And I didn't want it to get confused because even though Billy's probably playing a heightened version of himself through Bobby, they are still different people. One's a character and one's a real person. So all morning, I just made sure that I had Bobby in my head, Bobby in my head, not Billy, Bobby. And when I talk about the character, it's Bobby. And then when I talk about the actor, it's Billy. And I worked on that all morning. And then I got Aaron's name wrong. (laughs) Really early on, I was so fucking angry at myself. Anyway, I thought about editing it out, but fuck it. Who gives a shit in the grand scheme of things? But also, I think it just shows a really nice side of Nick. So I've kept it in. Like, even in the interview, I said, I'll keep this in. And then I thought, no, I'll take it out. And then I thought, no, he's so sweet. I think it just shows a really nice side of the director. So I have left it in there for you. But anyway, here's my interview with Nick Stoller. Congratulations on a very, very funny film. Well, thank you. Uh, I loved it as well because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of nuance to it. And uh, the main thing that I took from it was it was about communication. Mm-hmm. It's about communication, obviously, between the main characters and between peripheral characters, but also communication between the past and the present. And I was really curious, uh, when did that kind of come out in the writing process? Was that embedded right at the start or was that something you discovered along the way? Pretty early on, you know, early on, we uh, Billy was like, what if he worked at an LGBTQ museum? And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea because it's just a great way to bring in all these themes of history and erasure and all and stories and stories of love and all of that. And I was like, that's a great way. That's a great uh, way to have our themes kind of underneath the whole movie. And so, yeah, so that was a big part of it. And uh, and their, their kind of passive-aggressive odd way of talking was always also part of it. <laughs> you know, um, That's just because that's how, like, that tends to be, whether you're gay or straight, that tends to be how you date, you know? Like, yeah. You know, a lot of weird, people act really weird in love, and that's what's always so fun. So. It's uh, really fascinating, isn't it? Because there's such a broad uh, palette of uh, representation in this film. Mm-hmm. And you get it in so many films where it's like, yes, they're gay, but they're kind of like one type of gay. And uh, <laughs> what I loved in this is, you know, like Bobby and Adam, like... Bobby is kind of, uh, you know, he's acerbic. He's, even the way he smiles early on with that girl who's a fan of his <laughs> podcast tells you so much about him. And Adam's really sweet, but he's kind of very much in his the name's present. Aaron. Sorry? His name's Aaron. Oh, Aaron, sorry. Yeah, no, yes. just so you know, I don't know if you know. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep this in the edit. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, he's so um, 
present and he's so about the moment. Uh, it makes for an interesting dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they. I think it's the reason they have such good chemistry is like Billy's really like, he talks really fast. He has a million thoughts at all times. He's very, he is very acerbic. He's so funny. And Luke is really funny too, but he's very still and he's really good at being kind of quiet and still. And he's also playing a character that is quiet and still. Um, and and yeah, and that and I think there's he also like they're both hiding. They're both putting. They're both fronting. They're both pretending they're confident in different ways. Like Luke's pretending he's confident really physically through through his physical body and his behavior, and Billy's Billy's like confidence comes out with his brain basically yeah his cerebral nature and it's uh, fascinating watching them together because kind of what appeals to both of them is also what scares them a little bit as well yeah. uh, uh, Bobby his inability to uh, feel comfortable physically and thinking that he has to live up to this stereotype yeah. is really funny to watch but it's a it's an interesting comment isn't it yeah it's also it's also a little sad too yeah. I also say that they they have a good dynamic based in a long history of uh, a Jew and a Gentile right <laughs> <laughs> if we're really going to break it down I could say yeah. a lot of words which is, but yeah I mean that was based I don't know if you've spoken to Billy but that was based on an experience he had where he made this really funny Billy on the street sketch where he uh, was doing something called tailgating which is where you drink after a game or whatever after right. a football game or whatever um, but tailgating for Wicked so he was like going around with like Jason Sudeikis and acting really broy, and he had a, like a he had a sports jersey on and a bas- backward baseball cap. And then a friend of his who's gay said to him, um, "You were really hot when you were doing that." He was literally <laughs> doing a voice. He was like, "Hey man," he was doing that, and he was like, "What are you talking?" He's like, and he was like, "You were you should dress like that. You were really hot, and you should talk like that." And Billy was like, "What are you talking?" So I should act completely <laughs> different than who I am, which is just so messed up, but also so funny. And so that that kernel of an idea kind of turned into this movie. He does the voice so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny when he does that voice. <laughs> oh man, I like you know you don't want to give anything away, but yeah. the reaction to the voice is fantastic. Yeah, we had we cut one line where where the guy asked him, the guy that he hooks up with, asked him like, "What do you do for a living?" And he's like. I do finance. I kind of love it. And like, I always thought that was so funny, but we, we just didn't have time for it. Oh, man. It's, uh, as I said, there's so many jokes all the way through it. Uh, I was uh, really entranced by the, the structure of the movie as well, because at sometimes it's uh, very much kind of... Uh, leaning into the rom-com tropes, and sometimes it's kind of pushing back against it. Sometimes it feels like it's knowing in the moment and <laughs> yeah. commenting on what's happening. Uh, when you were putting it together, were there tropes that you definitively wanted to use and stuff that you didn't want to, or did that just kind of come about naturally? Yeah, it wasn't. It kind of came about naturally. We kind of were just trying to tell an honest story about these two characters. And really every scene we were like, well, what would happen next? Realistically. And then there is like a very, I'm not a meta director by any means. Like I'm pretty earnest and sincere as a director. But as we were working on it, you know, we were like, oh, this guy would have a lot of thoughts about pop culture. He'd have a lot of thoughts about romantic comedies. Both Billy and I have a lot of thoughts about them. And so we we added a little bit. There's a few little nods here and there. But honestly, for the most part, it has this... You know, like we added him running because yes. everyone likes to run. You know, yes, it's, it, it yeah. makes you it fills it fills you everyone with joy. You know, yeah. but you know we could have cut that. We didn't necessarily need it, but it's like one of those things that's like so so fun. But for the most part, the moves of the story are we're trying to just follow these two characters in as natural and honest way as possible. And uh, everyone gets to be funny in their own way as well. I think that's sometimes a failure of comedies is that one person is funny and someone's the straight man. But there's often like. Bobby has trouble reading moments, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like, are you joking at the moment? Oh, you are in the country and Western, you know. And uh, I think that's what uh, helps make it a very lived-in world. Yeah, I mean, that's true of all the movies I've done. Yeah. I, the movies cost a lot of money. So when, when someone's not being funny on screen, you're wasting 
lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no and time. I literally don't understand why. I mean, down to like a day player who has two lines should be funny. Like everyone yeah. should be funny. So, and so that's what I, that's, uh, that's the goal from the beginning. You know, even like one of my favorite parts in the movie is when, um, and I don't even, I actually don't know if this joke worked here because it was a very specific U.S. joke, but when his assistant does a Kamala Harris impression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, and it's it just like so, yeah, it's like so weird. And like, why is she doing that? And like, and we found this like amazing like comedian online. She does, um, uh, who did this Kamala Harris impression? And I was like, oh, we got to put that in the movie. So it's just like always, even the little parts, I'm trying to find comedy pe- comedians and funny moments. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So uh, it, 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 it's so funny, those little moments that kind of build uh, the world around it. Uh, I, I particularly enjoyed, uh, you know, I go in, I'm a podcaster, so I'm like looking at Bobby go, ah, oh. and then on the first Was it realistic? Day, did we do it? Did we do right by podcasting? Yeah. Well, he, it's a he got recognised in public, so yeah. that's the thing where you go, maybe, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, the, uh, but then uh, what I loved was Aaron was dressed exactly the way I was dressed while watching the <laughs> oh, film. That's awesome. So it's funny when uh, people can kind of be a little bit weird about uh, the gay culture, and it's like the, the mixing of the two worlds is right across the board. So mm-hmm. It feels like such an anachronistic way to feel about life, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean, sorry? Well, it's just that thing where, uh, you know, like I'm looking at this life, I'm a heterosexual man mm-hmm. watching this film, but I can relate to pretty oh, much yeah. every character. The themes are so broad, the culture is not that different no. in many respects. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants love and wants to be loved, like ultimately. Yeah. I mean, almost everyone. I guess there's a few people who don't, but yeah. I think like basically. And so as soon as you get into that, and, and you know, we found, it, it just, you know, and I also think the more specific you are with any story, the more relatable and universal it is. And so I think yeah. that's true of this movie as well. It wasn't, you know, we didn't set out, I mean, Billy's gay, so of course it was going to be a gay love story, or, you know, or whatever, but yeah. it's a love story. And it's a love, it's a love story about, it's built around Billy, and but you know, it's something that I certainly relate to as a straight guy. And like, and we found when we've tested the movie, like it tested, I mean, I've said this, it's tested highest among women. Yes. You know, and so it's, it tested high among everyone, but it tested highest among women. And so it's one of those things where I think no matter whether you're gay or straight or whatever, you, you'll enjoy the film. You know? Yeah. I saw it in a cinema with some of the people here. Who... Even people who don't like rom-coms have liked it. I've oh. seen some tweets like that. I don't like rom-coms, but this one this one got me. Well, like, I've seen a few of those too. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a lot of jokes. So the curmudgeons, I mean? yeah, there's so many jokes that if yeah. you don't like, if you if you don't like the romance, there'll be jokes in a second. Yeah, there's heaps of them. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and seeing it in a cinema was great. I, I feel like that's one of the great challenges of uh, comedy films now is because 
it's just more fun to be with people because yeah. when you're at home, you I don't know about you, even stuff that I love, I intellectualise. I'm, I'm probably looking at the screen and pointing saying, that's funny, more than <laughs> yeah. laughing out loud. But being in a group with people it just adds that little 10% that kind of breaks down the barriers of being able to enjoy it properly. Yeah, it's so fun watching movies, comedies in a movie theater. I love it. It's, it's yeah. There's kind of nothing more fun. It's like a party. And yeah. when a movie's really working... It's just the best. It's the most. It's it's really so much fun. So it was a thrill to get to have this in theaters. The, the two movies I've seen this year that have had the most laughter was this and Everything Everywhere All at Once, oh, yeah. and just being with a group of people where it's just at any given moment, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. I, I, in my research, did you approach Billy about doing this uh, mm-hmm. script first, uh, and was it hard to kind of uh, win him over? Was he uncertain if it was going to be something that you could do or no he was into it right away we'd worked together a few times yeah so I approached him uh yeah I approached him to do it and um it started with me and then he was like yeah let's do it that sounds great yeah Yeah. uh where do you think uh the next part of progress needs to go in uh movies and entertainment in general with uh the uh gay culture Uh, I see it in uh you know we uh I guess it's, uh, I was thinking about Andrew Scott in Fleabag, mm-hmm. who is an openly gay man, but of course in that season two, he played the hot priest. Yeah, and yeah. everyone was all about the hot priest and it just didn't matter what his background was. Where do you see things going? Do you hope that uh, we will see uh, gay representation playing maybe well-known straight characters or would you rather see uh, them creating their own characters that we can get behind? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... I think everyone should be all acting. Mean, when you're acting, you're pretending to be someone else. So yeah. I think, you know, I feel like all actors should be able to play whatever they want to play. And I, it is this weird thing. And I think the Andrew Scott thing is a great uh, example of this, of the first time it started to change. I think there was this thing of like, if you're a gay actor, can you play a heartthrob? Can you be, right. can you be Tom Cruise, you know, or can yeah. you be whatever? Can you be the lead of like a big action movie? And I think my hope is that, I mean, First of all, yes, you're pretending to be someone else. Of yeah. course you should be able to do yeah. whatever you want. And, you know, I mean, right after this, like, you know, Luke McFarlane has played a bunch of different very straight, like, Hallmark, uh, you know, leads. Like, yes. you know, and we cast him. Um, my wife and I did a show called Platonic that we just shot yep. this summer with your, your country, your countryman, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. And we yep. cast Luke as Rose's husband. Uh, and he plays a very different character, you know, and, and I, you wouldn't, I think it's like, I think that's, that should be the way it is. And, you know, gay should be able to play gay, obviously gay should be able to play straight, but yeah. straight should be, you know, whatever. So, you know, and hopefully this is a bit of a correcting an imbalance, I think, that, yeah. because for so long, uh, straight actors won all these awards playing tragic gay figures as, as we talk about, <laughs> right? you know, but also when you tell a story, you know, with, you know, and Billy, obviously this is much more Billy's story than mine. It makes it. Fresh stories are what make movies really funny and make movies yes. really good and worth seeing. It's not it's not because it's good for you or because it's broccoli or because you should go. It's because it's more funny when you see someone's when you see a new story. It's more fun. You know? It was funny, you know, because I'm sitting there watching it and, uh, and uh, Bobby is uh, so. Um, He's like when he's talking about Brokeback Mountain, which I love that film so yeah. much. Oh, me too. But, but the points he does too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you you should never you know mistake yeah. the writing for the specific character. But it did suddenly make you rethink. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Even yeah. uh, even the uh, shot at Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> 
that we shot that also way before that movie even came out or anything. And then he like, right. over the, yeah, it is, it is just kind of funny, you know, yeah. that that's the case and that that always tends to be, you know, so we had to make fun of it. Yeah. We actually were going to shoot um, the treasure inside. So we shot them reacting to the treasure inside in the movie theater. Like the both, we actually had a funny thing that I, where they're both crying, but they're trying to hide from the other one, right. you know? Um, and we were going to shoot a scene and we're trying to get two famous straight actors to play these fake gay characters in an Oscar kind of movie. And we literally couldn't find anyone to do it. Oh, we, really? Like, no. Everyone said no. We went down a list. I mean, between Billy and I, we know, like, every famous person. Everyone said no. And it was like, basically, they're afraid uh, to piss off the Oscars. And I think a lot of them are like, I might want to play a gay character sometime. I, I don't know. That was my theory. It was really funny, though. That is <laughs> such a bizarre experience, it isn't so it? was so weird. We were like, I'll be, I was like, we'll be able to get this. Like, this is like a funny goof. It's like one yeah. day of shooting. It'll just be funny. You know, we had all these really funny, like, super melodramatic scenes we were going to shoot. I was going to have beautiful light coming in through the, you know, scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm bummed out that we... Uh, yeah, we had a scene where they're, like, trying to draw water from a well, and it gets, then suddenly right. it turns sexual, and the camera drips away, and there's, like, dust in the, in the sky. It was, very, it was really it's funny. so weird, because, you, you know, you go back to, like, I'm immediately thinking of the... Uh, the trailers for Tropic Thunder, and oh, that, yeah. there's the there's the the, the gay monks, priest with yeah, Robert monks, yeah. Yeah. It was like that, but it was like a it was like a uh, uh, more of a brokeback kind of thing. Wow, things yeah. have shifted, haven't they? That's I know, right. it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you've made uh, a lot of great films over the years, and uh, I wonder if uh, where you're at now is there something that you look back at from the start of your career, and you sort of look back and think, oh, I've I've nailed this part of it. I've, I've, I'm on top of this. Something that seemed kind of uh, Difficult when you were first starting. I mean, I can't believe I made Get Him to the Greek. That movie was so hard. Yeah. It was so challenging. I don't know if I would do that now. I didn't, I don't think I understood how hard. I mean, every day I shot that. I mean, it was first of all really fun. It was a thrilling movie to make. but But I'm talking purely logistics. Every day was like a concert or an action sequence. Uh, like, yeah. like literally or like a massive fight or you know or, or like 2,000 people in an auditorium I mean the sequence um, uh, the sequence outside the Today Show was like shooting in the Today Show with all these report with all these journalists yeah. and you know they're, they're under the gun and they have like stuff that they need to do so you only have like an hour with them and then also shooting this big like concert out on the Rockefeller Center and all that it was very uh, I can't believe I did that it's funny isn't it because it's, it's, you, you kind of it's like um <laughs> When you see like a, a tennis player towards the end of their career, and they've been amazing, but sometimes they know too much. So yeah. they know that this point, if they actually get this point wrong, things can go pear shaped. And oh, yeah. it's like the the beauty of youth is, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. I'll just do it. <laughs> uh, is there any uh, chance of seeing more with this character or in this world? Because it does like. I'd like to see where they are. Like, I'd like to see not only where they are, but I'd also like to see where some of their relationships are going. You know, the, the, what's the, 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 the couple in the threesome? Oh, the thruple, yeah. The thruple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. was also one of my favorite scenes. And I choose to believe that wasn't a fantasy scene. That was how the parents <laughs> oh, reacted. The, 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 yeah, the grandparents. That was so funny. Um, you know, I don't know what they're up to. I feel like they definitely, they probably have an open relationship. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> That's right. It. I feel like they're headed towards an open relationship, and the big debate in their relationship is whether they're going to have kids because Bobby definitely doesn't want to have kids, right? And Aaron probably does. So, and that's always a that's a hard thing to figure out. That's my yeah. main. But I don't know. I, I don't know what they're up to. They're pretty happy though. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do something extra, and yeah. then, they, then they get leave to in the moment. Leave happy. in the moment. <laughs> uh, what are your plans from here? Do you get to uh, have a bit of a rest? Do you, are you allowed to talk about anything that's coming up in the future? Oh yeah, I don't make the kinds of things that are secret. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the show Platonic that I created with my wife. Yeah. Um, 
that's for Seth Rogen and Roseburn for Apple TV. And so that's going to be. And then there's a movie I've started writing um, for Will Ferrell and Reese Witherspoon. That's a big oh, comedy, great. which I'm really excited about. And yeah. What's it like working with your wife? It's great. Yeah. I mean, we're very like everyone's always like, "What's that like?" I'm like, "It's there's a reason we're married. We get along." Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's 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 really you know we kind of share a brain about this stuff. And if she doesn't like something or she likes something, I know to keep it in. And if I don't, you know, vice versa, we're very respectful of each other. And it's great. Oh man, it's yeah. so nice to you know have someone that you can turn around and if they just kind of give you that look on yeah, the side. Yeah, she literally just looks and I'm like, okay, I know, you know. So, yeah. It's it's more uh, of a regular And that thing. show, it's put, it's about a platonic friendship. It's not it's not a will they or won't they show. It's a platonic right. friendship between Seth and Rose. Um, and it really is the male comedy and the female comedy, so, so to speak. It's yeah. very split. Like, I can feel that uh, men are going to laugh at certain things that women aren't, and women are going to laugh at certain things. And so I think that that's, and that's because I'm working with her, you know, it's great, you know. Man, Rose Byrne is one of the all-time so great funny. swearers on TV. Almost. <laughs> Green, like when she swears, it is out of control funny. She is so funny. Yeah, she's like I realized on this because I've worked with her now a bunch of times. She's like Peter Sellers. Yeah. Her physical comedy is like fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. What were your uh, what were your main uh, influences as a young person? Like, was there were you a comedy guy, or did you just end up uh, finding yourself working in that world? No, I would, comedy was I was always been obsessed with comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Saturday Night Live. Uh, Mel Brooks, yeah. um, Zucker, Abram Zucker, all of that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, Top Secret, that movie Top Secret of Al Kilmer, I've watched 800 million times. As yeah. is Billy, by the way. Billy and I share like all yeah. the same things. Um, and then it's, you know, as you get older, the Muppets, obviously. Um, as you get older, like I was, or as I got older, I would, you know, Nora Ephron and when Harry Met Sally, Annie Hall, Woody Allen, Annie Hall, yeah. James Brooks, um, Broadcast News. Um, I watched all of that, that stuff. I, you know, I, I've always loved comedy, and I've always loved romantic comedy. It's just, you know, um, and any very human-grounded comedy is kind of what I most love to watch, you know. Yeah, I was always a big fan of uh, anything that was uh, hysterically funny but kind of got you a bit emotional yeah. all the way through it. Having said that... Richard like, Curtis. All oh, Richard yeah, Curtis Richard stuff, Curtis yeah. is great, yeah. yeah. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Have you ever watched Doctor Who? I've never really gotten into it. There's too much of it. I'm, oh. I'm afraid I don't know how to start. There's one Richard <laughs> Curtis episode. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, and they're yeah. like, pick one thing. I'm take like, this, take know. this, and I'm done. Yeah. There's a Richard Curtis episode. So as oh. a Richard Curtis fan, where he, the Doctor meets Vincent van Gogh, and I oh. think... It'll make you very happy. Did he? Is he in it or did he write it? Uh, he wrote it. He wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, watch that. So that's my hot take okay, for you. I'll You've it. come all the way to Australia to find out which episode of a BBC I'll, show. I'll download it for. I have a very long flight tonight. I'll download it for that's that. That's great. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you so much for uh, having a chat with me, and uh, congratulations on an absolutely fantastic film. Oh, thanks so much. No worries. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. That was great. Thank you to Nick Stoller and everyone at Universal for inviting me to interview him for his movie. If you want a fun night at the cinema, check out Bros, which premieres today on the 27th of October. Once again, a quick little reminder, if you're in Sydney, my show Little Victories is on tomorrow night at 7pm at the Comedy Store and use your Big Squid discount podcast. That's right, the word podcast to get money off your ticket. I'll be in Melbourne on the 26th of November at Comedy Republic. So you can also use that promo code to save some coin down there as well. If you'd like to support the podcast, otherwise you can either join our Patreon or you can leave a top review at Apple Podcasts. Uh, I know money is tight. I know times are tough. So a top review is a really lovely way to uh, support my work and my friend's work here as well.
I'll be back next week with a new Chitter Chatter episode Monday morning with Adam Richard. Then on Tuesday, my guest will be comedian Mickey D. And then on Thursday, a brand new short story is unveiled in the latest beautiful tales for the disenchanted. It's been a while between the two, but it takes a while to write and get them completely in shape. And then uh, my producer, Sean Allen, likes to get it just perfect. And it's going to be one of those stories that's a nice little 12-minute tale that I think listening with your headphones on will be just fantastic. He's done such a good job. I think this is our best one yet. Let's finish today with a quote from Billy Eichner. If you really think you have something good, you can't take no for an answer. You've got to get in there and ignore the people who say no. Until then. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and united healthcare makes it easy with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you